Here we go again. Yay. <laughs> All right, so we've done, so Luke spoke last week and then the previous two weeks before that was about what? Love. love. The good word. <laughs> so I spoke about, first of all, the love of God, what God's actual character is like, what his absolute heart is like. And the, the core center of who he is, is someone who is love. He does not have love. He's not loving. He is love. The core of who he is, is love, which means he's not someone who seeks after his own need, as we can be. We can be selfish and seek after our own need. God is not like that. God is never like that. He seeks the best interest for other people. That's who he is. That's what love does. That's what love's like. Awesome. And then I said, if you don't love your brother, you're a liar if you claim to know God. Because if you claim to know God, then it will and should manifest in loving other people, especially your brothers and sisters, right? You guys remember that? I felt quite convicted that night, even by my own talk, because like, <laughs> like I mean, who wouldn't, right? Like we all fall short of loving other people sometimes. We just think we're just more important. Like it's, it's hard to say, it's hard to admit, but we just do because we're thinking more about ourselves than other people. And it's, yeah. Yeah. I know that's the hard thing is that if you really reflect, Oh, I've got massive pins and needles in my leg right now. Wow. Jesus help. <laughs> going to stand up. Um, this feels so weird. It feels so weird. <laughs> um, I'm okay. It's all right. Um, what was I saying? Yes. It's hard to admit. But honestly, we do it because like I'm in conversations sometimes and I'm like, I'm just thinking about what I can say. And I'm thinking about, oh, I've been through that. My experience is da, 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 da. It's just like, man, all my thoughts are about me. I'm not even caring about the person in front of me right now, sharing their heart. You, you guys know what I'm saying? Mm. I had a few people come to me and say that was like one of the most convicting talks. And like, that's good. Like you're mm. supposed to be convicted by that. Because mm. like if you're not loving your brothers and sisters, you don't know God. Mm. <laughs> like that's what the Bible says. I didn't make that up. <laughs> it's a clear clear verse on it if you don't love your brothers and sisters you don't know God that's it simple alright and then we had Luke's talk last week and then yeah I just, wanted to, I just wanted to say like has it been helpful like this talk on love like is it making sense like actual practical sense like you get how to like wake up tomorrow and do something like different or better is it making sense yeah, yeah awesome yeah I know you loved it Dean yeah I get that too, because when I heard this message for the first time from someone else, for me, it literally felt like this might sound weird, but it 100% proved to me God was real. 100%. I couldn't deny it any longer. Like there's always like a chance before. And I was like, oh, he might actually, it's all could be in my head or whatever. When I heard this, I was like, no human could possibly make this up. This is way too beautiful. Way too beautiful. It just literally stunned me that there'll be a being that could be like this because no other human being I'd ever met was like that. And I was like, and it just, and it felt so right to, to know that there was at the very core of this universe, a being that was all about others. <laughs> it just blew me away. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everything else in this world is basically self, basically self-motivation, self-defense, self-justification, all these things, right? Trying to go after your own thing. But God's like, going the exact opposite way he's like a salmon swimming upstream against all the other salmon swimming downstream he's like just going the exact opposite way we're all trying to chase our own life he's just like i'm just gonna bless your life you know what i mean like it just it's just so uh, and you show that he shows that through sending his son like there's no other reason to send his son other than to love you he gained nothing from it in terms of like his own benefit <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like 
Oh my gosh, Pintanese is gone. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, all right, so tonight I'm going to talk about this. My this is a this is a different teaching night topic, I reckon, because I've not done this before. It's going to be very very practical. So if you like if you like practical kind of teaching, this is it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to talk about listening tonight and the power of listening to other people. I know I mentioned I was going to do that a few weeks ago, and tonight's that night. So. Literally just going to read one Bible verse tonight and talk on it for like an hour or so. Because um, I have seen listening, this is non-exaggeration, I'm not making this up, listening literally change people's lives. When you listen to someone, you can actually change them. That might sound kind of almost strange because it's like you're not really doing anything. <laughs> you are, but you're not. Like if they're just speaking and you're just receiving them, it will change them. It will change them. I'm not kidding. Um, Cool, cool, cool. All right, I'm going to start with my um, movie review of the week. Um, it's, actually, it's actually a TV show this week. Um, and I wanted to speak on it because it's like quite popular in social media right now. Um, who here has seen 13 Reasons Why? Yeah. You seen it? Yeah. Anyone else? You seen it? Not fully, but yeah. You seen it a little bit, yeah. Did I, should I talk to you about it? Talk yeah. To you about it? yeah. You told me to watch it. Yeah, what do you reckon? It's good? Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> I'll, explain it. I'll explain it in just a second. Um, that's okay. I, I'll, 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 um, yeah, for some people, it's definitely not. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I definitely wouldn't recommend like Ellie or someone watching it because oh, it's like some no. intense stuff happening. Um, but um, I just wanted to speak on it because it's like, yeah, anyway, it's out there. Um, and there's a reason why I bring this up. I'm not just, I'm not just doing movie reviews of the week for the sake of <laughs> <laughs> I promise there's a reason. All right, so the, sh the show is like, it's a show that just got released this year. It's about, a uh, 17-year-old girl that has taken her own life um, during high school and it follows events that happen basically after that, like the ramifications of that and also flashbacks as to what was leading to that. And she actually makes uh, some, she records some tapes, some audio tapes, and there's 13 of them and each one of them is a reason why she ended her own life and each one is directed to one person. So these people are like... So there was 13 people that caused her to like little things building up over time to become this huge thing where she just felt absolutely hopeless and she felt like the only way she could get out was to end her own life. So 13 different people doing maybe not that massive stuff. Some stuff is huge, but some stuff's not that big. But because it like built up over time, you can kind of see how it like really dragged her down into this spiral where she felt like she had no other option. And like, there's a lot of controversy on it because it's like, oh, this girl was so dramatic and so this and so that and she shouldn't have ended that and it glorifies suicide. My personal opinion on the show is that, especially if you're going to watch it, watch the, the making of afterwards because it's really helpful. You see exactly why they made it. But I personally think this show is quite good at opening up a conversation about taboo topics that no one wants to talk about, mm -hmm. like suicide, sexual assault, all these different things right, that happen to teenagers and teenagers don't know how to actually express themselves with it, right? Um, so my personal opinion is, is watch it, but there's some heavily, heavily graphic scenes in there. If you can't deal with that, do not watch it because it is one of the most intense things I've ever seen, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I like it because there, it actually, like I said, it opens up this conversation and it's something that the world is trying to do and I think it's a good thing. So if the church should get behind good things that the world is doing, right? We shouldn't just say, oh, we're going to do our own church things or whatever. We, if it's good, we should get behind it. I reckon, personally. It doesn't mean you have to watch it. I'm just saying if you do feel like you want to watch it. It's a freaking good show as well, by the way. <laughs> it's really well written. Um, 
Yeah, I just wanted to say that because I just feel like there's lots of stuff out there and hopefully that makes sense if anyone's thinking about watching it. Um, but that, the reason I brought it up is because at the end, and this, and this is not a spoiler at all, I promise, but at the end, after all that's like happened, the main character is like, he's so frustrated that like, like all these things happened to this girl and any one of them could have spoken up or could have heard her or could have ministered to her in some way, but no one really did. And that was what he was most upset about is that like, um, like they could have done something, but just no one did. Out of the 13 people that were involved, none of them actually stepped out and was like, hey, are you really hurting right now? Because she was, but no one could tell, right? And so what, what he does is he, he's, he's so frustrated at the whole situation, but he sees this girl um, at the high school that he's, that he's at and he used to be friends with her. Wow, that's annoying. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, um, that was a car alarm if you guys couldn't hear it on the recording. Um, <laughs> um, I have to explain that stuff because sometimes like people just start laughing and they have no idea. <laughs> anyway, um, he, he sees this girl and she's just kind of like an outcast and they used to be friends but now they've like gone their own ways and he thinks she's really weird and he gets this like understanding. Hang on. I actually can't, I can't, I can't go back in time and save my friend, but what I can do is prevent someone else from doing this. And he goes up to her and he goes, Hey, how you going? And she's like, I'm okay. Like, what's up? And she, and he was like, I don't know. Just, do you want to just hang out sometime? And then she's like, yeah, okay. And I was like, that is so good. Cause he actually like, it stopped being this like thing in people's heads and he actually did something about it. And all he did was so simple that anyone could have done, but no one does do. <laughs> Go up to someone and say, how are you going? Do you want to hang out with me? Sometimes that, that can literally be uh, death, life. Do you know what I mean? That can be the difference. Valuing someone with your time because you totally could just walk past them, but you didn't. And that's the important thing. You love them. You love them enough to stop in your own way and your, whatever you're doing and go, you're worth my time right now. How are you? I, I'm genuinely interested. And, and that's, do you get my point? It's simple, so simple. Anyone could do it. Can I share something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this has actually been something that's been really, really on my mind lately because I watched a, um, one of these documentaries on Facebook things that they do and there's a, there's a young man who does controversial things by, by and then post the, post the videos online. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he needs to ask permission and he does and sometimes he, but he does it more for a social thing. And one of the things that really, really hit me is that one that he did was that he got a young boy, permission from parents and everything, but nobody else knew. We didn't know until the end. And put him on the street on a winter's day with just a garbage bag and t-shirt and shorts and shorts with t-shirts were ripped. And the little boy, the boy stood in the streets for over six hours <gasps> and no one helped him. Oh, oh really? Not no a way. single person right. went past yeah. him. He would have been about 13, 14. And Sorry. people were walking past him with these huge parkers. Yeah. And, um, he would have got sick, and, wouldn't but he? It was, but, but, at the, but at the very, very end... At the very, very end, this one man stopped. Oh yes. And give him his parker, um, but you could see, you can see that he walked, and then came back. He thought about it, yeah. And came back, and um, 
and we then find out that he hadn't actually been there for the six hours. That oh. he'd been there in and out, in and out, because he was actually oh. the young brother of the guy that was filming the whole thing. Sure. So, but we don't see that. But, <clears throat> but what hit me the most is that he he genuinely stood there for however long he did. Yeah. And he's not the only one that goes through this. No, of course and, not. You know, and it hit me so hard that I want to make sure I'm never the person that's yeah. passed. Yeah. And, um, totally. Yeah. It's, it's such a subtle, easy thing to fall into, just thoughts about yourself mm. as you're walking. Mm. It's so normal. It's so just like you've done it your whole life, mm. right? Mm. But like that can be the difference between someone, mm. I don't know, feeling loved, feeling valued or not. Yeah. Because you're just consumed with, oh, what am I going to get for lunch? Oh, I'm late. Oh, this person hasn't texted me back yet. All these things are going through our head, like mm. normal things, right? Mm. But sometimes like, like you just got to get rid of you <laughs> and just go, hang on, I'm surrounded by people right now. Mm. And just like be in that and be like, does anyone actually need help? Mm. I don't know, yeah. just simple little things like that. You know what mm. I mean? Like anyway, and then tonight, like all I want to say is like, you can so do that even just in little conversations because you guys are going to speak to thousands of people during your life. Like maybe not millions, but thousands for sure. <laughs> um, and just one-on-one. Like or over the course of your whole life, you're going to speak to thousands of them. That's an opportunity right there to love them, to value them. It's so easy, but it's so, no one does it. It hurts me. That's why I want, I want to spend a whole night on this because our culture is not good at it. Like we have so much communication going on right now. Everyone's on their phones constantly sending, receiving, sending, receiving, Facebook updates, notifications, emails coming in. Communication has never been so vibrant. Mm-hmm. Yet we are probably less connected now than ever before mm-hmm. because no one's valuing the things that you say. No one's listening to the things that you say and you're not listening back to them. Lot to talk, no ears. <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That if, if, like, what I would love is that teaching night or, the, or Christianity or church in general would just be this place where you know that you could come, you could share exactly where you're at you wouldn't be judged, you would be heard, you'd be valued, you'd be supported, encouraged, no matter where you're at, no matter what you just did, <laughs> no matter where you've come from. Imagine that. Usually, probably the um, association, I guess, with Christianity is, is not that. It's probably closer to the opposite, where it's like, oh, they don't listen, they just want to tell me about their God, they just want to convert me to their religion, they just want to convert me to their, their way of thinking, like, they just want to judge me or tell me I got to get right with God or I'm a failure or I'm a sinner or whatever and it's like okay there could be truth in all that right but do we need to bring that up to people <laughs> or can we just nod and say wow are you serious what, what do you mean by that how did that actually happen like and ask questions anyway I'm getting ahead of myself but you guys know what I'm saying right mm-hmm. awesome um, so this is my one Bible verse for tonight um, James chapter 1 Verse 19, you don't have to go there, or you can if you want, but this is one of the only Bible verses I've found that actually tells you to highlight it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you in a second. James chapter 1, verse 19. He goes, My dear brothers and sisters, please take note of this. So it's like, highlight this, please. <laughs> Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to to become angry. 
yeah, verse 19. James 1, 19. My dear brothers and sisters, please take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, James probably is saying, please take note of this because he knows you're not going to do that naturally. He knows you're probably going to be uh, slow to listen, quick to speak, and quick to become angry. And honestly, if you look at the world, you're probably going to see lots of people doing that. Quick to speak, quick to get their two cents in, quick to get their opinion in, quick to share their own experience. Or oh, when that happened to me, I felt so da 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 da. And then, like, very slow to listen. Like, you can, you can tell when you're talking to someone, right? They're just like, mm hmm, mm hmm. And they're just actually waiting for you to stop so you can, they, they can just share their own thing. And it's just like, man, you're not listening to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's called being quick to uh, speak, slow to listen. Whereas you're supposed to do the opposite. And ignore the part about, you know, slow to become angry. That's, not, that's for another night. <laughs> but, you know, we should be slow to become angry. God's slow to become angry. Uh, maybe in different translations, I don't know, but oh yeah, maybe it says I don't know. Um, yeah, that's the thing, like, because anger is not bad, right? Like, anger is not bad. Like, God gets angry, and you should get angry too, like at the right time. But you just gotta be slow to get there, patient with people, really patient, and only angry when it's really necessary. Anyway, that's a side note for another night. Um, okay, so. James, the book of James is full of practical things. So if, if anyone here is like, I need practical advice, I can't just handle your theology and your logical like frameworks, Nath, I can't handle that. I need to, you just go tell me what to do. Go read the book of James. Go study it. It's literally so practical. It's like, when this happens, make sure you do this. When you see a guy on the, on the street, don't just like say, bless you, give him your coat. It's like, it's just like really simple stuff. Just practical, like anyone could get it. I think it's even, I've heard it's actually written to new Christians as well. So it's like a good place to start if you're new to, new to everything. Um, uh, okay. Yep, yep. Most people, most people that you're going to meet out in the world, I'm not, I don't mean this in a negative way. It's literally just been my experience. But most people I find are trying to get a word in, trying to share their experience, trying to share their belief their advice, their opinion, and mostly enjoy when they're talking. Mostly I've noticed that with people. I've noticed that within myself as well. When someone's talking, they're sharing me about their worldview. I can't wait usually to rebuke, not rebuke, but rebuttal with my own worldview and how it makes me feel da 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 da. <laughs> and it's just like, that's selfishness. <laughs> that's not love. Like we should be honored that people are sharing stuff with us and we should really listen to them and uphold every word that they're saying, whether it's true or not, I don't care. It means something to you, doesn't it? Mm. Well, if it means something to you, you mean something to me. So what you're sharing to me means a lot to me. Wow. Does that make sense? Mm. Because you mean a lot to me. I really care about you. I don't care what you're saying, whether it's true or wrong, or you've done something bad or right or what, I don't care. I care about you though. And if something right now is meaning a lot to you, that means so much to me, you have no idea. Mm. Yeah, that mean, you have no idea. You can really start to hear people's hearts as well. When they, when they start sharing about anything. People only talk about what they, what they, what they care about, what they value in their, in their lives, in their heart. If you want to love them, if you want to serve them, listen to people. Why did they choose the words they just chose? What's behind those words? What's their heart? What are they feeling? Why are they crying over this, to you, insignificant thing? Why is it so significant to them? You guys know what I'm saying? See, that's how you got to think because like, 
If you think it's insignificant, you'll write them off as being crazy or irrational or emotional and you won't get them and you won't know how to love them. Anyway. Um, yeah, so good. I've already said lots of this, so I'm just going to skip over it. Um, yeah, if we, can, if we can learn to truly listen to people and not just like, I hear the words you're saying, I can repeat the sentence you just said, but hear people, like listen people and actually so that they can be heard and understood, that's the point. If you can hear someone or someone can hear you and understand you, now we're getting somewhere. Does that make sense? There's a, there's a clear difference there. I can repeat what you just said, but I don't want to understand what the heart where it's just come from. See, when God listens to you, He doesn't just listen to the words you're saying. He listens to the heart you're praying them with, right? Of course He does. Mm -hmm. That's how He knows how He can best minister to you, to your, to your overall need. Because He knows even the things that you're saying for, let's just say you're a little kid and you just first learned about prayer and you're asking for superpowers to fly. He's not going to laugh at you and be like, oh, kid, that doesn't work that way. Prayer is so much more elegant than that. Like, he's going to go, oh my gosh, this kid loves freedom. Flying, freedom. Maybe uh, he needs to escape. Maybe he needs to escape. Exactly. He wants, do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Superpowers to fly was actually uh, an indication of a deeper value for this person that mm -hmm. he is someone who really values freedom, adventure. And then you can start to hear, okay, when they say other sentences in the future, they can go, oh, okay, that's coming from your place of you really want to be free. Mm. I can understand that now. <laughs> Whereas a person goes, oh, kid, you can't fly. And ignores them. Gets on with their own life. You'll never be able to fly. Sorry, bro. <laughs> God doesn't do that. God hears the heart. God knows the heart. And we can too. You literally can do that too. You just need to slow down. Be slow to speak. Very, very slow to speak. Like barely say anything <laughs> and really quick to listen. Have you guys heard that saying where it's like you've been given two ears and one mouth for a reason? You're supposed to listen twice as much as you speak. It's good, hey, by design. <laughs> but usually we speak twice as much as we listen, if we listen at all. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. When you're able to truly hear someone, you'll finally be equipped to actually minister to people and to help them. Like most counselors, most good counselors, most good psychologists will tell you that's probably not, um, careful how I say this, it's probably not going to be their amazing techniques and theories and all these things they've learned at uni that's going to really be able to help people. It's probably mostly going to be being able to listen to people, get them to share what they really feel, and then once that stuff comes out, then you can speak to that. You know what I mean? Like really listen, really go, okay, you're saying this, but I'm actually hearing that you're talking about your family and your upbringing, and that caused you such heartbreak. And then you can like dig into this really deep thing where it's just like true breakthrough can actually come from. Whereas you're not just dealing with surface level conversation anymore. Anyway, um, actually, I did a nutrition course, like I, I mentioned to you guys before, two years ago, and um, it, it was nutrition like base, but like it was also about like holistic health and healing, and um, one of, like they did one week purely on listening, and I was so fascinated by it. I'd never seen anything like this before, 
but the guy up on stage was like, um, like the whole food thing's great, like get the food thing right, yeah, sure, eat, eat well, eat real food. But real stuff's gonna come from like connection with people in relationship. And you just went into listening about how he would often do counseling sessions and all these different things. And his goal would be get the other person to talk and then they'll figure out their own issues. <laughs> That's the goal. And whether you ask a question or two, doesn't really matter. Even if you just sit there the whole time, it doesn't really matter at all. But people usually, as they talk and they process things and they go, actually, they'll actually figure out a lot of their own issues. You don't need to give advice. Wow. Usually. And it's actually true, like if you really reflect on like other conversations you have with people, when you're truly heard, truly understood, you actually start to think a bit more clearly, see things a bit better from a better perspective. You guys know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, anyway, I'm jumping all around tonight, it's good. <sighs> so good. Okay. So in that example I gave before with In 13 Reasons Why, you've only, you're the only one who's seen it, and you and Ben, but you guys will hopefully understand. Um, Hannah, the, the girl who did take her own life, she said plenty of things, right? In the show, she says plenty of things. There's plenty of like opportunities to hear her. And people did technically hear what she was saying, but no one heard her. And that it was such, that's, why, that's why it was such a shock, because like the whole thing is that no one knew that she was so upset. No one knew that she was so depressed and hopeless, right? It's such a shock that she took her own life. But the signs were there, but no one was listening. People were distracted by their own trials and their own lives. And then someone else had to pay the consequence for it. Not that that's completely their fault. It's just um, what I'm saying is it's all our responsibility to value other people in conversations that we have. Because words are super important. Anyway. Um, let me ask you guys a question. Has anyone here ever been super shocked at someone else in their own life doing something that you thought was like totally out of character, like just a random like event, a thing, just yeah, you know what I mean? Just like a random whatever, totally out of character. I've had that happen to me before, and it, at first it does shock me, but then usually what happens is I go into this like retrospective thing, and I look back and I go, actually, you know what? The signs were there, I just didn't see them. And, and you, can actually, you can actually avoid those things happening if you really hear people. You can actually hear a cry for help in amongst someone laughing if you can really understand people. You can actually see the opposite of what's going on like physically in someone's face by really knowing them, listening to them, engaging with them. Why did they say that? Why did they laugh that off? Are they insecure about that? Why are they making such a big deal about this? Yeah really super just slow down and go like what are they really trying to say to me right now anyway um okay this is what a normal conversation would look like i've from my own experience person a person b right actually let's just say i'm person a so it's like better <laughs> um i'm chatting to someone anyone usually what happens is i speak then they speak. That's a normal conversation, right? <laughs> what usually happens within me, if I'm not walking in truth, if I'm not like letting the Holy Spirit flow his life through me, what happens is every single word that they're saying, if I'm listening at all, usually I do listen at least somewhat, um, I'm thinking of what I can say to agree 
to disagree, to inject my own opinion, my own story, share how that made me feel, share how my own experience was like not, not so similar to that, share how I don't agree with that overall worldview. And then if you break apart all those sentences, what you'll find is that I or me is at all of them. <laughs> and the only thing I'm trying to say tonight is switch that so that there's no longer thoughts about I and me running through my head when someone else is speaking to me. See, how can I shift it so that I can go, you know what? Like, how is this making them feel? How, how, like, why are they sharing this with me? Like, why is this such a big deal? So I keep repeating myself, but I'm just trying to get that, that view across that like, it's really about you engaging with the person and going, <laughs> and going, you hold value. You hold value and I'm demonstrating that to you right now. And not even thinking that sentence because that means you're just thinking about yourself again. Because <laughs> sometimes I get caught in that trap and just like, I'm doing a really good job of listening to this person right now. Like, they must feel so valued, so loved. Oh, hang on a second, it's all about me again. <laughs> we're, just, we're just funny people, hey? We're just funny. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, when we learn to be encapsulated by the beautiful person in front of us, and to tre treasure every word they say as pure gold, then we'll be a good listener like God and equipped to truly love people. Because usually when you're not listening to someone, you just don't see their value. You actually see them as a means for uh, pleasing you in some way. Like, let's just say you're at a party and you're feeling kind of awkward because no one's speaking to you. Then you go up and start speaking to someone, someone comes and speaks to you and you feel all, so all of a sudden secure because you're like, oh, I'm not alone by myself anymore. Wow. Now you've turned that person into someone, uh, someone, a need that they meet in your life. Right? You know what I mean? Just little things like that. We do that because we, we're not okay. <laughs> but we got to see them. We got to see them as like, as a child of God. You know, even just in little everyday things. I know this is so practical right now, but like, this is where like the kingdom of God plays itself out in our conversations with people, in our relationships with people, just talking. Mm. Like, you're going to spend a majority of your life talking to people, probably. Some of you would do that as a job, like on the phone or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, um, I heard this talk the other day about listening because I was like just trying to get some cool facts to share with you. Um, this guy was like a mediator. He was kind of like a, I don't know, like a lawyer or something like that. But he would be called into like super top dog, like, top secret government like situations where there's like conflict and he'd be put in the middle of it and he'd try and sort it out. And he, and he said he went to this like, this is crazy, but like the, the president of Venezuela or something like that. Um, and he, this, this guy was like in the middle of, of a war and he was just super just like wound up. He was tight, he was whatever. And then this guy comes in the mediator and, he, and the president just starts yelling at him being like, oh, I can't believe this is going on, just sharing his heart. And then this guy, the mediator literally just sat there for 30 minutes. And then eventually the president got tired of speaking and he goes, yeah, I think that's all I wanna say. And, they, and, and he goes, what do, you, what do you think I should do? And this guy said one sentence and he goes, I think you should do this. And he goes, great idea. And then he just walked out and that was it. And the whole situation was resolved. After this guy yelled at him for 30 minutes. But the thing is like, he actually got to value him and just like, I don't know, even if it's irrational, even if it's stupid, it doesn't really matter. Just value this person. And then once they get it all out, they're like, they're kind of here. They're kind of clear to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Finally. 
Whereas if you try and interject before that, they won't. They just want to say what they want to say. And they cannot hear what you're saying. Yeah. You know how Jesus says, let, let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. Like, not everyone has ears to hear something. That's why he says that. Not everyone can hear a parable and understand it. Seriously. That's why he's told them in parables. <laughs> he goes, I, I'm telling you parables so that you don't get it. But those who want to, want to get it, they actually went up to him afterwards and said, hey, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And then he goes to you as being given the secret of the kingdom of God because you actually cared enough to come up and ask me about it. Bam. That's ears to hear. Care enough to go up and ask. <laughs> so I'm off on a track now, but yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, cool. Um, Christians are probably most known for talking. <laughs> we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been so big by this because like, I, I'm, I'm talking right now. Like, <laughs> it's easy for me to talk. It's easy for me to think I have all the answers for you. I was just chatting to Jazz before and we were just both just like, Kind of just recollect, like, recollecting. No, just reflecting, that's the right word. On just like previous things that we would have done. Like if someone was like, oh, I feel sad or I feel this or I feel that, we would have been like, oh, but Jesus, truth, Jesus, truth, Jesus, truth. And it's just like, maybe sometimes that's helpful. Like sometimes some people need to hear that, but a lot of people just don't. And Jazz like, can I share what you were saying about your brother and stuff? Like, is that cool? Yeah. yeah. You were just, she was just saying that um, she said he's more progress by just like being really gentle with people and just letting them speak. And then naturally scriptures just come up and she shares them and it's just like, like life, like normal life, <laughs> rather than just like Jesus truth, Jesus truth, you know what I mean? I'm such a sucker for that. I saw him because that's what like, usually what you do is you take your own experience and you go, oh, this helped me. So therefore it must be the whole answer for the whole world. And then you just go nuts on that thing and you forget that other people are on their own path, their own journey and have their own experiences. And yes, Jesus is the answer for every single situation. But how that person receives that is probably going to be very different to how you received it. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of how we are. We have different personalities, different character. We receive things differently. And it's about learning. To, like if, if Jesus said to the Pharisees, go and sell all that you have, like he did to the rich young ruler, would that have been effective? No, that wasn't their issue. The issue was that they made up their own traditions and trumped the law of God. And they were religious and had no love for people. To tell them to go sell their own things. They probably would have gone and done it because they love laws. Sweet, I'll go and do that. <laughs> and, and likewise, if you told the rich young ruler, go and obey all these things, he'd be like, yeah, I've already done all that. Not very effective. But what we do is we go, oh my gosh, God just told me this thing. It changed my whole life. Must be everyone's answer. Everyone's, everyone's looking for this answer. <laughs> Guys, I've got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you're, not, you're not listening. We do that, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and Ben are very similar like this. <laughs> I've had to learn, I've had to learn the hard way that when I've shared something with someone and they start crying, that I've probably done it wrong. Rather than me going, oh, they're just, they're just, they're just not ready for truth right now. No, I'm wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> it's not on them to receive the answer that I'm saying to fix their problem. It's on me to listen to them and then to hopefully minister, help and love them, share with them, release the grace of God over them you guys know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Are you going to say something, Ange? No. You're like in this... It's good. Okay. It looks like you're like half about to say something. No, it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I was just going to say... <laughs> I was going to say, if you did want to say something, we're all ears. We'll, we'll listen to you. I don't want to say 
<laughs> just say no. <laughs> um, yeah. What was I talking about? Listening. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> talking about listening. Wow, that's good. Thanks for the rebuke. <laughs> I should be listening. Hey. <laughs> Listening night. Yeah, that, can I just say my? Can I say my thing that I thought for a day? I was like, you can only teach half of the world this, otherwise no one will be talking. Wait. I'm struggling to follow that. Yeah. You can only teach half the world this. Yeah, because then no one will be talking. Oh, okay. I think. But what if you taught everyone and everyone listened to each other? Yeah, but no one would be saying anything. Yeah, but listening's not the no, absence of speaking. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good though. No, funny. I like that. I was just imagining a world Lol. where no one was talking. Yeah. Was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Imagine if heaven was like that. Yeah. Like... <laughs> 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 the people on the recording are like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It will be. It will be telepathic. Oh, oh yes. Heavenly language. I guess so. We can do that right now, though, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> like audibly, yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> Jesus loudspeaker. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely don't think pure listening and listening in love is the absence of talking. Sometimes I think it's actually talking a fair bit, potentially, depending on the person that you're with, but to get something out of them. Does that make sense? It's really, it's only driven by what can I help, what can I do to help this person right now? That's really what I'm trying to say. That's love, right? Mm-hmm. What does this person need? And if I can do anything right now, I'll do it. That's love. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And also going beyond that, like going beyond what, what do they need, but like how can I bless them? Like literally on my way over here, I had to swap cars with my mom because she borrowed mine, I borrowed hers. And then she'd bought this, oh, she's just crazy. She bought, she bought me a book and a bar of chocolate. And I was just like, who are you? I have never bought a bar of chocolate for anyone probably in my life unless it was their birthday and I felt obligated to. The only reason she would have bought me that is because she was thinking about me and knows I like it. You went to your dad. That's yeah. Typical mum and dad thing to do. But thing is, yeah, I agree, but she does it for everyone. Like, she does it for, like, randoms. I'm just like, who are you? (laughs) But, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the only reason she would have bought it for me is if she was thinking about me and what she could do to bless me. That's what she... And she just just listens like that. She knows what chocolate I like. How does she know? Because she listens! Well, I don't know. She's got four kids and I don't live with her anymore, so... (laughs) Anyway. um, Jesus. Christians are probably most known for talking. What if we could change that so that we were, we were known for truly listening to people with no agenda but to value them? What if we could change it so that we're actually known as a people who listen? A people group who listen. I've never heard of a people group known for listening. Never. Most people are known for their message or what they talk about. That would be awesome. It starts right here. It starts very small. Starts with your next conversation. How can you just engage with someone, listen to every word they say, and just value them? So good. I, I was um I was chatting to someone before, like uh, recently, 
I'll be careful with names. I don't want to just protect their privacy, I guess. And they were saying um, when they were growing up, they never had an opportunity to be heard or listened, listened to or understood in their family life growing up. Like it was always screaming matches with their parents. And like they could tell whenever they were sharing their heart with them, their parents would just think of the next thing to say. And they were just not listening. And this person kept saying, you're not listening, you're not listening. And they were screaming back too. So maybe they both were listening to each other. But either way, um, then they were saying to me, and I, I don't bring this up as like a boast or anything, but like they were saying that when I started to listen to them, they finally had this opportunity to actually stop yelling and to stop trying to make themselves be heard because they were so used to that their whole lives. Mm-hmm. Yelling, trying to be heard, trying to be understood and no one's doing it. It's so frustrating, that kind of vibe, right? Stop yelling, stop getting so uh, irrational and angry and whatever and just actually go, it's actually okay. It's actually all right. Like this person is actually hearing me. And not just that they're hearing me, but they're understanding me as well. I don't really need to get upset about this. And then they, can, then they started to hear themselves a bit better as well. Like they didn't have to, they could see where they were going irrational, like sort of walking off irrationally and where they were actually swaying. And do you know what I mean? And I was just simply just like listening to them, nodding, just going, wow, you serious? Oh, that's crazy. Just little things like that. Just be like, how did that make you feel? Where did that start? Just asking questions like that. Like people will open up hopefully in those situations. Yes, Kathy. Yeah, totally, mm. totally, yeah. absolutely. That's actually what some, this person said to me as well. They were like, it didn't feel like you wanted to fix me. Mm. It's very important for people that they don't yeah. feel like they're a project to you. Mm. Imagine if we were projects to God. That's horrible. He's like fixing us up. <laughs> In a sense, he is fixing us up, you know, mm. but we're not projects to him. We're sons and daughters. Mm. He doesn't let what, what he's doing with us determine what his relationship is, is with us. He acts out of his relationship with us. He's our father mm. and he loves us. That's a, um, thank you for bringing that up. That's really good. Um, yeah. So I've got, got three headings and then we'll wrap it up. Um, first one is listening helps people solve their own issues. Listening helps people solve their own issues. Um, like I said before, that nutrition course, like this guy was talking about the power of listening. I don't think I finished my story. I'll go back to it now. He, he, he called people up on stage and he'd, be, and he'd just start asking them questions. And he basically, he, he, knew, he, he knew he was doing an example, like telling us like how to listen to people, but he just didn't speak. And these people, he got them to a place where they just spoke and, they just kept, and the crowd was laughing because they just kept speaking. They knew exactly what they were doing, but they didn't want to stop speaking. And basically he said he'd had, he'd had um, counseling sessions where he didn't even open his mouth once and people would leave with their problems solved. Mm. Didn't even open his mouth, just sat there, nodded, jot a few things down and people would leave being, oh, I feel so much better. Thank you so much. You really helped me today. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Wow. <laughs> just sat there. Sometimes Was just trying to... Listening? Say again? Was he even listening? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess like the point, the point I'm trying to make is that as, pe- as you give people an opportunity to speak and to be heard, they will actually 
somehow, I don't know how this all works just in, in the mind and stuff, but they'll actually get to a place where they can see things clearer and they can actually start to pick apart their own issues. Because usually what happens is when you're speaking to someone who's got an issue or a problem or whatever, you realize that you can't, you can't change them. You can't change their mind. You, you can try. You can try to guide them in the right direction, but you cannot change them. If they don't want to be changed, then they won't be changed. So in that situation where someone's really hurting and they don't want to be changed, the only thing you can do is get them to a place where they want to be changed. And how do you do that? Just listen to them. Just value them. Just respect them. And then they'll start to see things clearly and go, hang in a second here. Da, 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 da. I can do this, I can do that, I can whatever. And then they're open for a place of advice. You know what I mean? Um, just try it. Try it with people next time. Next time someone comes to you with an issue, don't hit back with advice straight away. Just go, wow, thank you so much for sharing. That's, that sounds heavy right now. I'll, I'll be praying for you. Like, if there's anything I can do, just let me know. That sucks. <laughs> and just walk off. I don't know. Or keep talking or whatever. Mm. But don't hit back with like, Here's seven steps to freedom. <laughs> Read this Bible verse. Start fasting on Monday. Um, pray all through the night. Put your worship music on. You'll be sweet. Holy Spirit will definitely come down and set you free. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't think I can manipulate God to do that. <laughs> anyway, um, Jackson, did you have your hand up? He just left. No, pissed off. Okay. Probably don't do that because I now I think it's a question. <laughs> nah, it's alright. You can do it. Maybe do this. That looks like a yeah. Or these. That. Yeah. yeah. If you want. No one wants to see it. Yeah. Listening helps people solve their own issues. Listening helps people solve their own issues. Just know that. Remember that. Next time you're in a conversation with someone. Just listen to them. Listen to them. And then follow up with them to show them that you were listening. Ask them a question that shows that you really understood what they were trying to say. Like, okay, so when that happened, did you feel it this way or did you feel it that way? Immediately they go, oh my goodness, they understood exactly what they were saying and that question is really making me think right now. So they feel valued and they feel free to share. It's amazing. Listening is amazing. You've got to get into it. It's incredible. <laughs> It's a new trend, listening. Um, anyway, hopefully that's clear. Point number two, listening helps you to truly know someone. Listening helps you to truly know someone. All right, let me give you an example. Um, imagine a situation where, I keep giving you examples where I'm just like, someone comes to you upset. Like, that's not everyday life, I guess. <laughs> there are other situations where you can listen, but in this situation, I've, I've just written that again, so let's go with that. Um, imagine someone comes to you and they're upset and they're upset about something that just feels like, oh man, should we pass this? Or like, it's not that big of a deal or you know better than that. And that's your initial reaction, that's your gut reaction to say something like that, to think something like that, right? Imagine if you just slowed down and, and, you, and you really tried to understand the heart behind what they were saying. So. As an example, right? Um, let's just say. Okay, I'm just gonna roll with this. Let's just say there was a friend of yours who's a girl, and um, or could have been a guy. It's fine. But you what? They were watching a, a movie with their family, just an everyday sort of setting, right? And then um, at one point, the, her her or his dad 
um, picked up the remote control and changed the channel because they didn't like that movie anymore. And then this person, your friend, got really upset about that and they were telling you about that. You might think, okay, that's not that big of a deal, right? Like you might initially feel like you want to say something like that. But if you really start to listen to what they're saying, you might be able to dig up some gold that you can really help this person with. So they might actually be upset because their whole life they felt like their dad has never respected them, has never listened to anything they want to say. And a simple thing by changing the channel meant that to them, you've picked a bad movie, we're not interested in that anymore and I don't appreciate what you've done. And so for them, it was just changing the channel. Like as in for the, the dad, it was just changing the channel. But for them, it was this entire mountain of disrespect their entire life. And then, then they're upset about that, like really upset about that. That's, that's, a kind of, that's quite a large issue to not be respected at all by your parents. You know what I mean? Or by your father, right? Now, once you know that, that's a sensitive area in someone's heart, you can actually, you, you've built up this image in your head that's much more accurate of who they are as a person. So next time they get upset, you might start to think, are they upset because they're feeling disrespected again? Or am I showing them disrespect because they've never had respect from anyone before? And then you can start to go, if they are in a place where they're looking for advice, or they're looking for a correction or healing or something like that, you can go, Hey, I just want to share with you, like, I so understand that right now you're feeling super disrespected by your parents and that's totally not cool. Like, like in an ideal situation, in an ideal perfect world, they would respect you. But for right now, they're not doing that. Honestly, that sucks. I hear you. That does genuinely suck. But I'm just going to encourage you. You're actually putting your hope and your worth and your security in your parents and what they say about you. And you're actually letting them define you. And like, that's a trap. That's a lie. Like, please don't do that. Like, God respects you. God loves you. God's, God's your security. You know that. And I know you know that. I'm not trying to force this on you. But I just feel like if you stay in this place of looking for your parents' respect your whole life, you're going to be in this trap of just like this never-ending letdown because they may not ever respect you. And if, if, if that person was truly in that place and they truly like were like, yes, that's exactly right. I do do that. Oh my gosh. You've actually heard them. You've understood them. You've valued them. And then you've pointed them to Jesus by listening. But you could have, at the beginning, gone, dude, they just changed the channel. Get over it. Mm. See the difference? Mm. <laughs> How incredible is that? Yeah. That's, that's totally realistic. Like, I've had that situation with, with uh, me and Amber many, a time, many times before where we've had this, like, fight or argument or whatever. And I'm like, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. But then I start thinking about it and I go, hang on a second. She's probably upset because... Like the way I said that sounded like it meant this and she's really sensitive about that issue. And then I started to realize her, she's not being irrational at all. She's not being like overly emotional at all, is what, which is what I'm thinking. She's actually being completely rational, completely logical, but I've missed that because I didn't listen to her. And then if I go back and say, hey, I was just, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like I was just thinking about what you said and I realized you're probably really upset about this and that and like, I'm just super sorry, like you totally should be respected from me and totally should be this and totally should be that. Then she's going to be like, oh, you actually get me. You actually listen to me. Wow, you actually understand me because she's thinking that stuff in her head. Even if she can't express that, even if a person can't express why they're upset, usually that happens, right? You go, why are you upset? And they go, I don't know. But if you can listen to them, you might be able to figure it out. And then if you speak it over them, they go, oh, that's it. 
and they feel so valued and respected by you because you took the time to listen to their problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. <sighs> That's why James goes, be slow to speak and quick to listen. He's on to something there. <laughs> really slow to speak. Like, honestly... Um, Okay, yeah, I wrote this down for a reason. I'll get to that point in just a second. Um, this is another thing that I've I found amazing. Like, listening helps you to truly know someone, right? Like I just said, to truly know someone. Well, what have I been saying this whole time about teaching night? The point is, in your life, to know God. To know God. Now, you know God listens to you, but do you listen to God? You might say, yeah, of course I listen to God. Like, I read the Bible, I listen for his voice and stuff. I'm not saying, do you listen to God? Do you hear him? Do you understand his heart? Do you weigh up things he says and go, why did you say that? What are you trying to get at? Because I promise if you start reading the Bible like that, really gently, really slowly, you will get incredible revelations as you read. Like in every passage. So what did you say, sir? I'll give you an example, Dean. Um, I said, as you read the Bible, if you slow down and you're gentle and you just go, God, why did you say it this way? Or what did you really mean by that? You will start to see some incredible things open up. You won't just see the, the surface level of the parable, the surface level of this healing or whatever. You'll actually start to see God's heart behind it because you're, try you're finally listening to him like you're really slowing down and valuing him and you'll see his heart behind his words. Because you can know his words, like the Pharisees knew his words, right? But did they know his heart? If they knew his heart, they would have been more like David. So God goes, David is a man after my own heart. And what did David do? Well, he's one of the only ones called a friend in the Old Testament. He was a friend and actually what he did was he upheld the law but he also made his own law and God didn't strike him down with a lightning bolt. <laughs> he made his own temple where anyone can come in and dance 24 hours a day. Whereas in the other temple, if you did that, you would die straight away. Why did David get that privilege? Well, he listened to God's heart behind the word that he wrote down. So if you just listen to the words, you'll potentially end up like a Pharisee, <coughs> maybe. Or you'll just end up as a very reli <coughs> religious Christian. Same thing, really. But if you listen to him, if you know him, you know his words, like they weigh heavy, every word he says weighs heavy on you because you hear his heart behind it, then you'll know him. Then you'll know him. I'll give you a quick example. Like, this passage is not like anything profound that I found out today, but I was just reading it. I was like, man, this is. Anyway, what was I reading? This is just Matthew 15. This is where I'm up to in my daily Bible reading. Um, <laughs> here's what I prepared earlier. Um, he go, okay, this is, uh, yeah. Then the Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them. And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and mother and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. Wow. You hypocrites. 
Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Now, what, what I'm trying to say is if, when you're listening to God, is to just slow down and just really question why he used certain words. For example, in the last little bit there where he's reading the prophecy of Isaiah, it says, This people honors me with their lips. Okay, slow down. What does he mean? This people honors me with their lips. He could have used other words for that. He could have said, this people honors me with, um, I don't know, their songs. Or he, or he could have said, this people honor me with their talk. Or he could, all these different things, right? And you go, but he chose specifically to say, these people honor me with their lips. Um, but their heart is far from me. And then you just start to, uh, I don't know if this is a good example, but you guys feel what I'm trying to say. Like he's, mm. he's intentionally picked certain words to, to convey a certain image where you get this person speaking and they, they, they're saying all these godly good things about, about God, but their heart is actually far away and God's saying, that's your hypocrites. And you get this, you, you guys know what I'm saying? I probably picked a really bad passage for that, but you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you're really slowing down and going, why did you say that? What do you mean by that? Why does it say, in vain do they worship me? Does that mean that worship also happens when you just speak normally? Like when you're just speaking in conversation? Like he said, honor me with their lips. Does that mean singing? Or does that mean talking? Or does that mean both? But you're saying that's worship, God. Why did you say that's worship? And you're saying, so, and all you're saying, God, is that when it comes to worship, all that matters is the heart. What do you mean? As in, even when I sing, you don't even listen to my voice as I'm singing. You just look at my heart. Oh, okay, sweet. So I can sing however loud or soft I want and it doesn't matter at all. Are you serious? Wow, that's so cool. I can raise my hands or not raise them at all. And that's fine because it's all about the heart. Wow. But see, you could totally just skim over all that stuff because it's just words, right? <laughs> but if you're hearing him, why he put those certain words together, you can really start to hear him, his heart, his character, his person. Just slowing down. And then you can actually understand God. <laughs> anyway, um, Jesus. Cool. Hopefully that's clear. Hopefully that makes sense. I probably picked a bad passage for that. But anyway, um, point number three, this is just like, actually, there's not a point here. It's just literally practical examples. Okay. My goal when I have conversations with people to get super practical is my goal is to get the other person talking. Because I know if I get the other person talking, they're going to solve their own issues and I'm going to have an opportunity to really hear their heart. This is just really practical stuff right now, guys. So it's like the goal is get the other person talking. And this could be a very shy person. It could be someone who's just really not interested in talking. That's okay. They might say very few words. That's okay. Just get them talking somewhat. Get them sharing something about themselves. Get them to a place where they feel comfortable to share anything, something. Start somewhere, you know? Um, I guess I'm talking kind of like a context of like counseling and helping people with issues and stuff. But this could be useful for anything. So get someone else talking. That's the goal. Don't make it your goal to share your experience of God this week. Like, you might have an opportunity to do that, but don't make that your goal. Make it your goal to value the other person and to give whatever you can to them as whatever they need. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't make sense, but whatever they need, give that to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, everyone knows how helpful it is when, when you share something and you're heard right and you're truly understood someone actually gets you think about that 
think about that experience and then give that to someone else. Get, show what you would like to receive in a conversation to someone else. That feeling of, oh, they actually get me. <laughs> you actually understood me and you didn't try and change my mind. You actually just received what I said. You didn't rebuke me for it. And you pointed me towards Jesus without being a jerk about it. That was amazing. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Um, that's a powerful feeling to be truly heard and truly understood. Very powerful feeling. It, I, th- I, think it, I think it rarely happens, to be honest. I can't remember many times where I've been like, wow, that person really got me. You know what I mean? Really understood what I was trying to get out. Oh, I'll tell this cool story. Ellie told me this story, actually, Kathy. It's a really amazing story. Um, you probably know it, actually. <laughs> um, she was, she was um, Ellie uh, Keys was telling me this story about how, because she works with kids every day, and um, this one girl, oh, I can't remember the exact I think she got, like, poo or vomit or something on her dress, and it just, it had to come off, right, because she couldn't keep wearing it. But this girl was, she was really young, like six or seven, maybe, or, actually, maybe even younger, like three or four, I don't know. Younger than that, sorry, three or four maybe. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so super young and Ellie had to take this dress off and put a new one on it because just like, you can't leave a girl with poo on a dress. Like it's just not cool. <laughs> um, but this girl was like screaming, being like, don't take my dress off me. Don't touch me. Get away from me. Just like really not, not loving the situation, right? Ellie was like, I need to change you. Like you, this is so disgusting. I got to get, got to get this dress off you, put this new dress on you, right? And then, and then Ellie was like, okay, I just need to chill for a second and go step outside. So she goes, I'm just going to leave you for a second. You just, you're okay. I'm just going to step outside and we'll, we'll figure this out in a second, okay? And so she stepped outside and Ellie started thinking, who is this girl? Like, what, what do I know of her character? What is she like? What does she like talking about? What is she, what's she interested in? And she realized that this girl constantly talks about um, her clothing and how pretty it is. And how, how beautiful she feels when she wears certain clothes. And so Ellie was started to realize that this girl, it wasn't just about she didn't want to lose this dress. She didn't want to lose feeling beautiful today. Does that make sense? And so what Ellie did is freaking genius. <laughs> she found this, she found some other dresses and she started putting them up in front of her and going, oh, look at this. This is beautiful. And the girl immediately switched personality and she goes, oh, what's that? And she got drawn over to it. And then within like 20 seconds was happy to like change clothes. And she was sweet, not crying at all. And Ellie was just like, that was awesome. But you can see how she just listened to her heart. And she just, she heard, she heard what the girl was saying behind what she was saying. It wasn't about anything about the dress. It was about her, her value and worth as being beautiful. So cool, hey. That was way better than any of the stories I've told so far, hey. <laughs> Thanks, Ellie. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I was chatting to um, Maren, Jackson's mum, after teaching night last week, and it was really cool. Like, please don't hear this as a boast or anything, but like, I can only share my own experiences. So um, she was just sitting there, and I was sitting there, and then um, we just ended up talking about just all these different topics, like, and I mean like euthanasia and just all these just random topics, right? And like, I, I saw her again on Wednesday night and she came up to me and she goes, Nathan, you, like she's, she's funny. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, 
Nathan, you have let Jesus mold you. I was riding the high of that conversation for hours after that. Jesus has molded you so much. And I was like, why? What do you mean? She goes, you really listen to me. You really listen to me. I so appreciate that. And I was like, that's totally fine. Like, <laughs> I was so taken back by it. I was like, oh my gosh, that was so random. But like, people love it when you really listen to them. Like, I didn't even really do anything. I just kind of asked her a few questions and just sat there nodding and just listening to everything that she said. And I think she could just tell I was really listening to her. Yeah, but that's what you did. Yeah, well, I guess I did. So <laughs> that's awesome. Like, and she said she was, she literally said she was riding the high of that conversation for hours afterwards. Like feeling so uplifted and encouraged from me listening. Wow. How simple, how simple. This is so cool. I love that. <laughs> um, and last thing I'll try and say is that ask people genuine questions, genuine questions, digging questions that really get to the gold in their heart, right? Like really try and find out what they're trying to say. Find out who this person is in front of you. Like you may not have the opportunity in every single conversation you have, but yeah, especially in conversations with a long last, like you, you make, you go out for coffee with someone, right? And you have like an hour or two together. Ask them questions. What's going on, man? Like, how's your business going? How's work going? Yeah, sweet. Like what's, what's, what's happening next year? And just speak, speak about them for two hours. Who cares if they don't ask about you? It's going to be beneficial to them and you care about them, right? Mm -hmm. if, you love, if you love your brother and sister, you care about them. Mm -hmm. And if they love you, they'll ask you back. Mm -hmm. But if they don't, that's okay. Yeah. And just, it just imagine that a coffee where all that, all that happened was they spoke the whole time. You asked some questions. That's my dream coffee, to be yeah. honest. Like I'm not, I promise you, I'm not exaggerating with this. Jesus, like once you open yourself up to like listening and loving other people as best you can, Jesus will actually make you long for those conversations where people talk the whole time at you because you, you know how much it's benefiting them. And that's where your joy comes from. Promise you, I'm not exaggerating. It's literally, I'm so privileged to be able to say that. That's exactly how I feel when I meet, meet with people. I love it when they speak to me, rather than I get to speak to them. Sometimes I speak for a while because it's what they need, but sometimes it's not. Yeah, that makes sense. It's about uplifting the other person, valuing the other person, seeing them as a son or daughter of God, valuing them, listening, really hearing them, and going, I appreciate you. I value you i value your words i value your time and you're amazing you're beautiful that makes sense jesus any, any questions i know it's so practical <laughs> quite a different teaching night but yeah i like practical <laughs> you gotta have some practical stuff <laughs> all good i've got a question yeah man hit me you kind of have covered like because i know it's that that point of view of loving the other person and that's why you you listen yeah. the whole time. Yeah. But what about when you have those people that you're, that are speaking to you and they will just ramble on about like the same topic over and over yeah, again? Yeah, that's a good question. So how can you lovingly listen and be patient in that, but also try and even just for, because it might be like a weekly thing or daily thing, you might yeah. spend more time yeah. just to get them off that topic and go, look, look, I'd love to talk to you and I respect you, but how about we change something yeah. here? Yeah. Don't do it in your own strength. Sorry? Don't do it in your own strength. Mm. That, that's a good question, man. Mm. I'm sure we've all had people like that where it's like, 
they just ramble. <laughs> and say dogs. So yeah, and it's, it's it's almost sometimes it's a conversation topic that you have literally no interest or even knowledge in, and it's just like you have to just go for like ages. Okay, I would I would say a couple of things to that. I'd be like, first of all. Like me personally, practically, what I would do is if it was the first conversation I'd have with that person or like one of the first conversations, I would probably just sit there and listen another whole time. Yeah. Like the whole time. And just let them speak. And let them know I value everything that you're saying. But see, my agenda is always what do you need? What's the most helpful, beneficial thing for you in your life right now? And in another situation, they may not know that they're doing that. They may not know that they speak so much. Mm. So one of the help, most helpful things I could do to them is say, Hey man, did you notice that you actually speak about this topic a lot and like it's actually like dominating the conversation and I don't know, I just feel like we're not really going back and forth here and kind of almost like a little bit of a a rebuke, but like in love to say, I don't know if you noticed that that's going on, but like I feel like, I know our relationship's like not really going back and forth here. It's just kind of all about what you're saying. Mm. That might hurt. That might be hard to say, but I'll be the best thing for them. Do you know what I mean? I don't don't know. It's hard to say, but the answer is always let them determine your agenda. Whatever you think they need is the most helpful thing for them. Mm. Just do that. And you may get it wrong. I've got it wrong a billion times in my life. And you just learn from that and you grow from that. Mm. But probably I'll just listen. (laughs) Personally, like imagine that. Like usually people that speak a lot, they know they speak a lot. Most of the time, I think. Mm. I I can't say that for sure. But um most of the time they, they, they understand, oh, this person's actually listened to me. And you know what? They would compare you to most other people who would go, thanks, mate, see you, bye, and, then, and walk out quickly because mm-hmm. they're just not interested in the conversation, mm-hmm. right? And then, and, and then you're doing the exact opposite. You're going, sweet, and what's your other dog's name? Tell me about them. Mm-hmm. Asking questions? They'd be like, oh my gosh, no one's ever asked me that, that in my life. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. The underlining of it could be that they've never received attention Totally, exactly. That's hearing them going, the reason they feel so like a need to talk is that they never had a listening ear growing up. So they just feel every, I don't know. Because they've got so much useless information, people walk away from them all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you might actually even surprise them by listening and they might not have anything more to say after a little while. Exactly. (laughs) Totally. Because they're not used to going past a certain topic. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually a good point. I feel like mum and dad, um, they started up this thing like with a few people from our church called like community pantry mm. on a Wednesday nights, and then um, it's just like giving a meal for people um, that like can't afford one, and like for the first, I don't know, I don't even know, I can't remember how long it's been going for, but the first like however many months, like mum and dad would just like. Because a lot of those people just will just like have like stuff like that, like just a lot of like just random information that's like mm. not very. Like a lot of people will just not listen to them because they like don't value them, mm. and like mum and dad will just sit and listen to them. Yeah. And now like however many months down the track, like people are just like getting like so touched by the love of Jesus just because mum and dad have been faithfully listening to them for like that many months, and then they've just mm. valued them in every single conversation. Now they're like, what the heck? Why do you value me so much? Totally. And it's like, wow. yeah, it breaks down strongholds. Mm. Yeah. It opens, opens doors. Yeah. Where is it? Where is um, it? Do you know the Narrabeen Sharks, like rugby league um, field? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. It's on Pitwater Road in Narrabeen. 
in the Narrowband Sharks clubhouse uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, Wednesday can, night, Yeah, I can give you a you go? fly thing. I go when, in the holidays when I'm not tutoring, yeah. Uh, but what time do you leave? Uh, starts, well, starts set up at like 4, but I think four. people get there at like 5, 5.30. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I love to go there so I can get a bench. Yeah, mm. awesome. I'd love to go if you wanted to. Told you. Yeah. I'll go with you. I've actually mentioned it to John because your mummy told me all about it. I just didn't know where Mums. it was. Yeah, yeah, it's Narrowbin Sharks Club. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, anyone, yeah. It always tastes better when it's free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so good, man. And, like, exactly right. Like, it opens up doors that never would have been opened mm. unless they'd actually spend that time, spend that season listening to people. And those seeds were sown in those other people's hearts being like, man, these guys actually care. Now they mm. actually listen to them because their life matches up with what they, with what they believe. Mm. Most people are not going to listen to you about Christianity because they don't think that you actually really believe it or walk it out. When, they, when you show that, that you actually do, they will listen to you. Mm. They, they'll see something different and they'll go, what the heck? What the heck? Like this is, this is actually real for this person. I've never seen that before. <laughs> and last thing I want to say is like some people are actually verbal processors. They actually cannot by themselves with their own thoughts in their head get clarity on particular subjects. They can't do it. The best they try, they'll get overwhelmed up here. They need to speak. And so if you have people like that in your lives, the best thing you can do, be a listening ear because they need to speak. My, my dad's like this, like he's awesome, but he needs to verbally process and so my mom's just learned to like he'll chat he'll chat to her about freaking things she, she doesn't even know anything about but she's learned so much just from listening like she knows all about like seo and all the stuff that he does in his work because she just listens to him almost every day i've seen it happen i've seen it happen when i live with them like and my sister as well like she's a verbal processor she needs to just have someone there to hear her and i, I caught up with her last week for lunch and then she ended up speaking to me and then she just goes i feel so much better after that I didn't, I didn't do anything really. I just sat there and I just asked a couple of questions, nodded my head, being like, man, that's heavy, that sucks, just whatever, like little things like that. And then she goes, I feel so much better. It's so cool. Like, I feel like you, you really do release the grace of God over someone's life when you just have, you have a listening ear for someone. You really do. Jazz? I'm just thinking also that I know it's a tendency when someone's coming to you with a problem to go, oh, that's the answer, like what you were saying before. But I was just like reflecting on, like, for example, Jess or Izzy as well, like, if I'm, they have such good listeners, so I always feel like when I'm with them, I find myself just talking and talking, and then I'll be like, oh, I just, like, got out heaps of stuff, but then I'll go, actually, I'll, they're so, they look like they're thinking right now, like, they were listening to me, they're smiling, they're, like, I want, I want to know what they've actually got to say, so then I'll come to a place this was especially when I first like was meeting Jesus. So I was like, I want to know what they they've got to say. So then I would come to a place after they've listened to me for ages and go like, Well, what do you think about this? And then that's when like some of the best ministries come come. So I listen first, and then I was like, Hang on, like I wonder what they're thinking. And then I wow. ask rather than them after the first sentence going like. Yeah. Because I'm sure yeah. if a Bible verse came to their mind straight away. Sure. But like they didn't like go saying yeah. straight away and that yeah. was like really awesome. Yeah. So like the people we're listening to will probably eventually come and ask like, you know. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Like 
often when people come to me with different little things, probably a, like 10 Bible verses are going to jump to my head straight away. And my natural instinct is to go, bro, have you read Philippians? Da, 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 da. And it's like, because that for me, that's the exact answer that I, I needed in my life. But I've learned to really restrain myself and go, I'll share that with them at the right time, but I've got to figure out if it is the right time for that right now, because it might not be. In fact, quoting them a Bible verse might be super overwhelming for them right now because they feel like God's super against them and they don't read the Bible anymore. So the more Bible you chuck on top of that, worse it gets for them. You guys know what I'm saying? So it actually might be the worst thing to do <laughs> or it might be the best. It just depends on the person. That's why you have to listen. Um, yeah. Cool. Jesus. Yay. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Lol. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you.